What's going on, guys? Sam Adams here, and welcome to another episode of Caffeinate today for September the 21st. And we are full of bad news today, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, before we jump into the bad news, I do want to welcome you to today's show to let you know that I am glad that you're here. And if you're watching me live, then I appreciate you checking out the show. I'm glad to see you enjoying the podcast. But of course, if you are watching the VOD or perhaps the podcast version of the show, then by all means, welcome as well. I'm just glad you guys are here. And of course, today we are streaming over here on Instagram. Live. If you want to follow me on Instagram.com slash Samuel Adams Media and catch a bit of a raw behind the scenes version of the show, we're going to start doing this kind of thing because I think it could be a pretty awesome way to do the show and kind of spread stuff out a little bit. Now, we already have a comment in the chat that says, surprised to hear the news. I just recently got laid off with my job at a pharmaceutical, pharmaceutical company. Excuse me. And uh, to the guy in the chat, I do apologize to hear that you have been laid off, but of course that does relate in to our lead headline story of the day, which is that Telltale Games has laid off 90% of their staff, and we'll be jumping into that momentarily, of course, before we jump into the rest of the news. But what else can you expect today? As a matter of fact, you do have some news about Fortnite Season 6. On top of that, we have Twitch abruptly being blocked in China, which is kind of interesting as well. Netflix is in talks for a Diablo animated series. On top of that, NBA 2K player have an interesting glitch that they are getting stuck in. Black Ops 4 has dramatically shortened its PlayStation 4 exclusivity as compared to previous Call of Duty games. On top of that, Destiny 2 has some new PvP maps and a breakthrough mode arriving next week. And on top of that, a teacher has been arrested for a very interesting thing. And no, it's not one of those strange interesting things like we're so used to in today's society. Get your minds out of the gutter. But again, I appreciate you guys joining me. I hope I do not disappoint you on today's episode of the show, but I think it's going to be a good one. But unfortunately, Unfortunately, we are starting off with the news that Telltale has laid off 90% of its staff, which is something that is absolutely mind-boggling to me. Of course, they're most notably known for The Walking Dead, which is a very popular you know, narrative-driven series, but let's go ahead and dive into this most recently updated story from the Variety. Of course, at the time of recording slash streaming this, you do have a lot of news still kind of emerging about this subject. The team behind the highly successful, narratively driven The Walking Dead video game adaptation was rocked with massive layoffs this week, with nearly 90% of the estimated 250 employees let go, a source with the company who asked not to be named told Variety. That information was later confirmed by Telltale. The remaining employees will finish the Netflix Minecraft Story Mode interactive series. So essentially, if you guys didn't catch that... They're going on a skeleton crew kind of basis, and so instead of having 250 devs working on a variety of different things, they're focusing entirely on the Minecraft story mode, because apparently that's what's most profitable, I would assume. I don't really know what you can expect from this, but it is what it is. Employees were told of the company-wide layoff starting Friday morning during a company meeting, a source said, so they didn't know anything until this morning. This morning is when the, the guys actually found out over there on the team. The news lands just before the release of episode two of the final season of the studio's arguably most successful series, Telltale's The Walking Dead. Suffer the Children is set for release on Tuesday, September the 25th. The release of the rest of the final season is, quote, uncertain, the source told Variety. Following news from the layoffs hitting, Telltale CEO Pate Halloway issued the following statement, quote, it's been an incredibly difficult year for Telltale as we work to set the company on a new course. Unfortunately, we ran out of time trying to get there. We released some of our best content this year and received a tremendous amount of positive feedback, but ultimately that did not translate to sales. With a heavy heart, we watch our friends leave today to spread our brand of joy across, or excuse me, our brand of storytelling across the games industry. Same thing, joy storytelling, yada yada yada. The company added that it will be com- uh, commenting its uh, its portfolio. Wait, what? 
the company added it will be commenting its product portfolio in the coming weeks. Commenting? Okay. Telltale and Netflix revealed the two companies are partnering up earlier this summer during E3 2018 for new projects, including a game based on the Stranger Things TV series and the aforementioned Minecraft Netflix series. Variety reached out to Netflix for comment and spoke sport. Can't talk today. I'm sorry. I need some water. It's been a rough day. This story broke whenever I was at work, so I started kind of freaking out because Telltale is a pretty big deal, so I've been reading up on this and I've been keeping up with a lot. Haven't been hydrating. I apologize. Doing good. I apologize. Uh, but again, going back into the show, Variety reached out to Netflix for comment, and a spokesperson commented on the future of its projects with Telltale Games. Quote, we are saddened by the closing of Telltale Games. They developed many great games in the past and left an incredible mark in the industry. Minecraft Story Mode is still moving forward as planned, and we are in the process of evaluating other options for bringing the Stranger Things universe to life in an interactive medium. So essentially, Netflix is looking for an alternative route to release the Stranger Things interactive medium. Earlier this week, both a designer and the creative director for The Walking Dead uh, season spoke with Variety at length about the future of the series and the company for an unrelated feature. Neither seemed aware that potential problems were brewing at the studio. That the news came suddenly was backed up by a source today who told Variety that everything changed today that could be tied to news that Telltale Games' planned Stranger Things game as well as The Wolf Among Us 2 were, according to a source, canceled. Rumblings about the Telltale Games layoffs began circulating Friday afternoon on Twitter, which was kind of insane to see. This was not something that was rolling out It was just a sudden wave of news about this entire thing. Of course, you have industry heads uh, commenting on it all over Twitter, and I started kind of freaking out. I saw it as soon as they broke the story over on Gameatsu. Or a Game Atsura, I believe, is where that story actually broke. The Netflix deal revealed earlier this summer seemed to signal a fresh start for the studio, which uh, had a change in development uh, management excuse me, in September of 2017 after its former CEO, Kevin Bruner, was ousted from Telltale Games. Bruner and other leadership back in 2016 didn't think the Stranger Things would work for Telltale Games. They thought it was a bunch of kids on bikes, a former source tells, uh, from Telltale told Variety. They thought it was a terrible idea. In addition, under Bruner's leadership, Telltale Games was reportedly known for having poor working conditions. The studio was known for pushing employees to work long hours and an overly toxic work environment. Those internal issues were hinted at by at least one former employee today. So, when a new leadership signaled a change in working conditions and almost uh, also made the deal for Stranger Things with Netflix a reality, some saw a new opportunity as a life raft for the studio. Ultimately, though, the deal couldn't save Telltale. Lionsgate is a minority investor in the company, but has already written down a portion of its investment. A spokesperson for the company declined to comment when reached out by Variety. So, essentially, what you have here is a story that is still developing right now. And on top of that, you have a lot of canceled games. So, of course, to kind of break this down even more, uh, you do have pretty much the end of everything Telltale except for the Minecraft Story Mode series, which I didn't really think was still going. I wasn't even aware that new seasons of that were coming out. Of course, I remember covering it on an episode of The Drop a couple of years back, but it's not something that I kind of saw as a prominent part of their lineup these days. However, I totally understand why people would be into that, specifically the younger kids, and that's just simply where the money is coming from. So, you know, that's pretty much what you've got with that. But with The Wolf Among Us 2, that was really shaping up to be what I would consider to be the most exciting Telltale game in its history. I was very excited to see what The Wolf Among Us 2 was going to be laying down on the table. So again, you know, you'll have to see how this goes. But right now, it sounds like a lot of these games are never going to be seeing the light of day. Now, of course, 25 is not a large number of people. You're still going to be having some content come out of that. But I would say as soon as they wrap up Minecraft... 
it's pretty much over for them. Now, of course, a lot of people have been talking about what's going to be happening with the final season of The Walking Dead, which is, as the article does say, pretty much their most popular series. And to be quite honest, we might never actually see the end of Clementine's story. We don't really know what's going to happen. Now, hopefully, what I would like to see is the studio uh, developers kind of come together and keep The Walking Dead going or kind of pick up where the story left off with some kind of spiritual successor or something along those lines. But at the moment, uh, you really just don't have any kind of signal as to what's happening. Again, this is still a developing story. Tomorrow, we will probably have more detail, or uh, specifically on Monday, whenever the next episode of this show actually does air, uh, we will know more about what's going on with Telltale. But the company might not even exist by then. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. But as far as it goes, this is the second studio closure that we had this week. Of course, a couple of days ago, we had the closure of Capcom Vancouver, which was the developer of pretty much Dead Rising and a couple of other games here and there. Uh, But all in all, I think I saw together 400 jobs have been impacted over the course of this past week, uh, which is very shocking considering the uh, flourishing gaming community that we do have. However, I don't think that an industry flourishing is necessarily a signal that a company is going to be doing well. Of course, Telltale has been suffering for a while, and I've been talking to a lot of people on Twitter trying to figure out what exactly is going on with this. And I think that when it really does come down to it, what you have happening here with Telltale is quite frankly, they invested too much money in these large franchises. Of course, The Walking Dead kind of was the beginning of the end for them because you have this giant IP uh, that I'm sure they had a lot of money exchanging hands over, and so that went very, very well. They kind of defined themselves around the success of The Walking Dead. But then you got stuff like Game of Thrones and Guardians of the Galaxy and Batman and all these big-name you know, uh, franchises that you really have to kind of live up to, and I'm sure that those sales simply weren't there. I never played any of these games. Uh, I think that when it comes down to it, Telltale is well known throughout the industry, but I don't know how many people actually play the games, which is something that I'm not necessarily proud to say that I don't play the games, but it is a fact and it's something to be considered. You know, everybody talks about it, but I never really played that many Telltale games. As a matter of fact, I think the only one that I played uh, was the free season of The Walking Dead that came out on PlayStation 4, and that was pretty much it, and I'm not even sure that I finished that entirely. Uh, So again, we will be following this story throughout the weekend, and I'll keep you guys updated on Twitter if anything else breaks about what's happening here Uh, but as for right now i just feel bad for the guys over there at telltale and it is a very unfortunate situation because 225 people have lost their jobs and uh that's rough stuff you know that's very very rough stuff so again thoughts go out to them and hope for the best but again the uh, gaming industry is a very interesting one because if you have the quality content if you have the quality skills you will be picked up by somebody else nine times out of ten or if anything this could be the beginning of something great who knows what is going to be coming down the pipe Uh, but again if you do love the walking dead as alan is saying in the chat looks like it's over i apologize It certainly does suck, without a doubt. However, moving on to a very interesting story that's equally as disturbing, Twitch abruptly blocked in China and delisted from local iOS app store. Get this, video streaming platform Twitch has suddenly hit a wall in China as the Twitch website is currently inaccessible in the country and the Twitch iOS app, and it has been removed from Apple's regional app store. It's something worth noting for game devs who use Twitch as a promotional tool, though it's not yet clear why this happened or how accessible Twitch is to folks in China who are willing to try and work around these limits. The news comes courtesy of an Abacus report, which suggests that this may be related to a recent surge in popularity Twitch enjoyed in China after it was highlighted as one of the few ways to watch esports in the 2018 Asian Games. 
The competitive event was held a few weeks ago in Indonesia and was reportedly the first Asian Games to feature esports as a broadcast event. However, Abacus reported that official Chinese Asian Games broadcaster CCTV did not broadcast the esports, specifically a League of Legends tournament, despite the fact that one of its players to watch was China's own Jian Uzi Zhao, I believe is how you say that name. Twitch did carry the esports portion and its iOS app reportedly climbed over 300 places in China's app store to become the third most downloaded free app. Now, a Twitch rep has confirmed to Game Atsura that Twitch is blocked in China, but has yet to offer further details on why that might be or how long it is expected to last. And so what you have here, guys, is that Twitch is essentially blocked in China, as the headline does say. Uh, is this kind of an encroachment on the freedom of speech of the Chinese people? Is this some kind of censorship by the Chinese government? Probably, because Twitch is very, very toxic, and China doesn't like that kind of behavior. So again, this is just something that I kind of expected from China, but at the same time, very disturbing to see it happen right like that, especially considering that this is just now beginning to kind of be the part where Twitch comes into the limelight. Uh, because with this giant esports tournament that happened over the course of the past weekend, I believe you do have Twitch rising in popularity, and so people began watching, and they realized what they were missing out on. And so it's very interesting to actually hear uh, that some action has been taken on the part of the Chinese government. So hopefully Twitch will eventually come back in China. I feel like it should be a worldwide kind of phenomenon because there's nothing really wrong with Twitch. It's just a way that people spend their time. Uh, but really interesting to hear that the entire service has been blocked and the app has been unlisted from the iOS app store in China. Uh, crazy stuff to hear here. And I hope that everything does work out over there because I know that Twitch is a big escape for a lot of people. On top of that, it's a fantastic source of self-expression. Uh, I know that whenever I streamed on Twitch, it was fantastic to be able to kind of relax, lay back, and play some games and have a community that surrounds you while you do play these. And so I don't want anybody to not have that kind of experience. And of course, China, from a monetary perspective, is a massive market when it comes to gaming. And I know it's one that Amazon and Twitch would love to have under their belt. So I'm sure that this is going to be kind of worked through and they're going to try and change a couple of these policies. But as for right now, Twitch is not accessible in China. And that's kind of insane. I uh, I always thought there was a big community for Twitch in China, but I guess now it's just becoming, you know, I guess it's not anymore. I guess it's just deleted. We're just moving on and becoming a part of the rest of the world now. Oh, man, weird things going on today. Between the Telltale shutdown and Twitch, it's just been a mind-boggling day. Like, I thought I knew what the headline was going to be this morning whenever I saw that Twitch had been blocked in China at, like, 5 a.m. But no, we had the closure of one of gaming's biggest studios. What's up with that, ladies and gents? What is up with that? I have absolutely no idea. However, moving on to another interesting story, kind of tied in with the whole Netflix theme. Of course, they were talking about the Telltale Stranger Things series earlier in today's show. Netflix is in the talks for a Diablo animated series, right on the heels of the very successful Castlevania animated series, Do I Mind You?, Hot off the heels of the successful Castlevania animated series, as I just said, unintentionally, Netflix might be looking to add another video game adaptation to its library in the form of Blizzard's Diablo. Andrew Crosby, founder of comics publisher Boom Studios, tweeted on Wednesday that he's in talks to write the series in collaboration with Netflix and Activision Blizzard. While the tweet has since been deleted, likely because it was publicly referring to a project that has not been announced, Variety managed to catch and report on it. Judging by Cosby's pedigree as the writer for the new Hellboy reboot and Netflix's penchant for more adult animation, 
animation, Castlevania included, a Diablo series would likely veer towards the more mature end of the animation spectrum in terms of subject matter and violence. Seeing as how it only is in talks right now, however, it might not be some time before we see anything from it. The next release of Diablo will be a Switch port of Diablo 3 launching on November the 2nd, while Blizzard has also indicated more Diablo projects are currently in the works. And so if you are a fan of Blizzard's Diablo, this could be very interesting for you. Of course, clearly from the description in this little article here from Game Informer, this is not going to be a kid's version of a you know Diablo game. It's going to be something that is very gritty. Uh, fans of anime are probably going to enjoy this one. Of course, if you haven't checked out the Castlevania Netflix series, I would probably recommend it. It looks like a pretty fantastic show, really well animated. And on top of that, the writing is fantastic of what I hear. I haven't personally watched it myself, but I have heard good things. Overall, Blizzard's Diablo is, of course, one of the most legendary franchises in gaming, uh, if you did want to check out what it was laying down, but it seems like this would be a fantastic kind of show to kind of release alongside some kind of Diablo 3 expansion or perhaps some kind of Diablo 4 announcement, maybe release it sometime around E3 of 2019. That could be a fantastic fit, uh, depending on what exactly it has going on. However, right now, we don't really know that much else about it, except for the fact that it does appear that Andrew Cosby is going to be the one that writes it, and boy, am I excited to see what what he has up his sleeve for the new Hellboy review because, man, do I love me some Hellboy. That is going to be some good stuff. Of course, a brand new uh, big poster was revealed earlier this week with Hellboy on it. Does look like a pretty good representation of one of my favorite characters in comics and that kind of lore. Uh, but I digress. We'll see what happens with this Castlevania uh, kind of Diablo series that's going to be coming to Netflix. Hopefully, it will be in the same kind of vein because that stuff worked out very, very well. However, for those that aren't necessarily into Diablo, NBA 2K players are getting stuck in never-ending games and other bugs, not exactly the most solid version of what NBA has been laying down. NBA 2K19 players are reporting various bugs in the game's My Career mode, and some have expressed frustrations with 2K's slow response on their issues. The replies to 2K's customer support Twitter account will show variations on the same theme. Some players say they are losing VC or virtual currency when they try to make purchases that are meant to be free. Others say their custom characters are disappearing. Others still are saying they're stuck in never-ending games, unable to play past the first quarter. All of these issues, supposedly plagued with the My Career gameplay mode, where you make your own player and advance them through the NBA. The influx of complaints has gotten high enough that at 2K support has tweeted three times on September 9th, 17th, and 19th to say we are receiving more tickets than normal. We are doing everything we can to get to your case. On the NBA 2K subreddit, a rep told, uh, from the 2K team uh, was said to wait for seven to eight days because that specific department is being overwhelmed. Kotaku reached out to 2K regarding these bugs but did not receive comment before publication. A Reddit user named Matt told Kotaku Matt? Just random dude named Matt over on Reddit told Kotaku over Reddit via private message that he found himself trapped in an unending game 10 days ago. He had come home after work expecting to grind through my career mode only to discover the game's camera was acting strangely. It went straight into the normal camera mode and not onto the bench where I would normally be with a sim to sub in button. He said instead it was in 2k camera without any indication that I could get into the game and play. I was literally just watching the CPU play the game and then I noticed that there were zero seconds on the clock and that shot clock was stuck at 7.08 and so that's Matt's story. Quitting the game and starting it back up didn't do anything to fix this bug. When I go into my guys, my career, it brings my straight, excuse me, me straight to gameplay with the same thing. Zero seconds on the clock and my guy wait, watching the CPU play. He said, Matt said this game is now sitting at 345 to 456 points with no indication that there will ever be a second quarter. 
He contacted 2K about this bug, and six days later, he received an automated message in response. All in all, this is a terrible situation and has so far uh, been handled terribly by 2K, he said. Matt ended up making a new save and player to play with, but wishes he could go back to his old save where his character had higher stats. I just want to play with my 88 overall guy again, he said. I spent all my pre-order VC on top of buying an additional $20 in VC to max him out, and it's all wasted. And again, I feel so bad for Matt over there on Reddit. That's just absolutely terrible. Uh, but of course, this is a very shocking uh, kind of situation here because whenever I think about 2K, I think about the better of the NBA games. Of course, you have pretty much the uh, rivalry between 2K19 and NBA Live 19. And so whenever you have big glitches like this, uh, this is something that's going to be a big damper on a lot of people's parades here because people are going to be wanting to play 2K, but they could very well try out NBA Live 19. And simply because of the fact that it works, well, that could be the game of choice for this year's basketball experience. Uh, Again, this is not something to play around with because, believe it or not, NBA Live has been improving steadily year over year. And to be able to play around with it like this and say that you have a janky game and you're still on top, the guys behind 2K better watch their backs because NBA Live is creeping up behind, I'm just saying. Uh, To be able to have this kind of thing where a game is stuck indefinitely, that's ridiculous. And on top of that, to be able to pay uh, to have additional VC to unlock a whole bunch of new you know, perks and stuff like that within the game, that's ridiculous. No one should have to go through that and, uh, and be ripped off in that specific format. So again, uh, this needs to be addressed very, very quickly and people need to work through this. A patch needs to be released because without a doubt, uh, people will start looking for alternative ways to get their basketball fix and NBA Live 19 is ready and waiting with open arms. Let me tell you right now, they're looking for any kind of embrace that they can get. I'm just saying. So again, if you've had trouble with the NBA 2K, uh, let me know in the comment section down below. I haven't had any trouble because, quite frankly, I don't play basketball games. Uh, but I totally understand why this could be frustrating. I mean, whenever I played PUBG a couple of days ago, I couldn't log on to a server. I got really mad. I couldn't imagine being invested in a basketball game and having spent money on that thing, and then it just doesn't work. That's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, so again, I hope they get this fixed very quickly because, man, uh, they need to get this fixed very, very quickly. But speaking of a game that is actually working pretty well, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 dramatically shortens PS4's exclusivity window. Huh. Only a week, says the author over there at GameSpot. Very interesting story here. Activision has confirmed that the post-launch DLC for Black Ops 4 will be coming to the PS4 first before also launching on the Xbox One and the PC. That's no surprise, as the PS4 has received early access to DLC expansions on every Call of Duty game since Activision first partnered up with PlayStation for 2015's Call of Duty Black Ops 3. However, this time the PS4 has a much shorter exclusivity window. For Black Ops 4, Activision has announced that the PS4 will only have a one-week head start on the Xbox One and PC when it comes to playable post-launch content. This includes all seasonal events as well as new specialists and maps for multiplayer. The Nuketown multiplayer map will come to all platforms in November, followed by new specialists in December. Past Call of Duty games have given the PS4 two to four weeks exclusivity on certain updates. With that window shortening so dramatically, it suddenly doesn't hurt as much to be pre-ordering Black Ops 4 on Xbox One and the PC. Prior to Black Ops 4's launch, Treyarch released a beta for the game's Battle Royale Blackout mode. The Blackout beta offered of uh, 80, 88, and 100 players, but Treyarch hasn't announced which number will be used for the final game. The beta offered several different types of modifiers as well, such as only close-range weapons and rapidly closing Border Circle, which taught us just how different Blackout is from any other Battle Royale game like PUBG and Fortnite. Of course, the game is coming out on October the 12th for the Xbox One, PS4, and the PC, but I will say, really awesome game overall. I really have enjoyed my time that I've spent with Black Ops 4 in beta format. I think it's a fantastic 
fantastic iteration of Call of Duty. I think that there's a lot of good stuff to come for this game. Now, I will say that I will be playing primarily the traditional multiplayer side of Black Ops 4 when it does come out. Blackout just didn't scratch my itch. I don't know if I'm just kind of fading slowly from the Battle Royale scene, but overall, I really enjoyed the multiplayer portion of it, so I'll be diving into that. Uh, But to focus on the exclusivity window of just about a week, uh, that seems much more fair than before. Of course, whenever this first kind of came about, it was a big deal because essentially, Call of Duty used to be a Xbox-centric kind of experience because there was that timed exclusivity on Microsoft's side of the team. And so whenever they flip-flopped that and PS4 got the Call of Duty uh, contract, if you will, it became a big deal because people could play one of the biggest games of the year first, sort of, kind of, on the PlayStation 4 and get all that content first as it did roll out over the course of the next year. Now that we have big games that are selling the PlayStation 4 and big games that are selling the Xbox One without timed exclusivity, it's not necessarily as big of a deal and you are able to kind of, you know, forego that and still have a contract that makes you some money, I will say that, but it's not going to be quite as imperative as something like an entire month of time ahead of the other consoles. So I'm glad to see this. As a PS4 player, I don't really care about timed exclusivity. It's not something that really bothers me. Of course, if I had an Xbox One, which I do and I played it regularly, then it wouldn't be that big of a deal either, but again, it is a bigger deal to those that play Call of Duty every single day. Uh, So we'll see what happens with this. Of what I understand, Xbox has some kind of partnership with Battlefield that they could take advantage of. Don't really know anything about that yet. Haven't heard anything about timed exclusivity on that end of the uh, that end of the spectrum, if you will. But again, I will keep you guys updated as to what goes on with this exclusivity window for Black Ops Four. But as for right now, seems like one week is going to be your pick of the crop for this year. Uh, but moving on to another game that has seasons of content ready to wait or ready ready for you to wait for them. I can't talk today. It's been a long day. I apologize. I'm just here to give you guys the news in the best way that I can. But Fortnite Season 6 has been delayed until September the 27th with a 400% XP bonus coming up this weekend. It's not going to start until Thursday, September the 27th, which is just about six days from right now. But Epic Games did confirm that. That's later than expected. In-game messages had suggested Season 6 will begin on Tuesday the 25th. Epic hasn't teased any details for Season 6, and the mysterious purple cube rolling around the map fell into Loot Lake earlier this week, proving to be a bit of a disappointment. Appointment. To make up for the delay, Fortnite players will get a whopping 400% XP bonus from now until September the 24th at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. So if you're trying to get that Ragnarok outfit, now is the time to grind. Ladies and gents, get on that Fortnite because it is beginning to fade. Of course, Season 6 is rumored to have some kind of alternate dimension kind of theme. We'll see what happens. My bet is that there's some kind of mirror dimension in Loot Lake that you jump into and it teleports you into another map with everything reversed, something along those lines. That's just me, though. You never know what's going to come from that. Uh, But again, if you did want to check that out, 400% XP. That's one kill equals four kills. You can rank up pretty fast in that if you did want to go ahead and level out that entire battle pass. For me, probably not. I uninstalled Fortnite a couple of days ago simply because I just didn't feel like playing it anymore. Started playing Ring of Elysium, a couple of other things, waiting on New Game Plus for Spider-Man. Can't wait to dive back into that. But as for right now, seems like Fortnite still going strong, no sign of stopping. Most definitely is going to be the next Minecraft. But another game that has picked up a lot of steam recently is Destiny 2, which is getting new PvP maps and a breakthrough mode arriving next week. 
Fight for zones, tug of war style, and four new maps. Destiny 2's new PvP mode breakthrough will launch on Tuesday, September the 25th, alongside four new Crucible maps. Bungie announced in a blog post today. Ahead of that, Forsaken's PvPVE mode Gambit will receive another free trial this weekend from 10 a.m. Pacific Friday morning through the same time on Sunday, which means you can play it right now if you did want to do that. Breakthrough will be available to all Destiny 2 players, but private matches will be open to players who own the game's new Forsaken expansion. Three of the four new maps will be available to all players, but Gambler's Ruin is exclusive to the PlayStation 4. Breakthrough is a two-phase mode focused on capturing zones. First, two teams fight for control over a zone, and the team that takes it deploys a breaker. The breaker will then attack the vault of the defending team, which is when the mode diverges from the existing control game type and becomes more of a payload-style tug-of-war. If the attacking team hacks the other team's vault, they win the round. If they run out of time, the defending team wins the round, and first to three wins the match. Did you get all that? Because I didn't. Kind of zoned out a little bit, but I'm sure it sounds fun. In its first week, Breakthrough will have its own dedicated Crucible playlist. However, on October the 2nd, it'll become part of the general competitive Crucible playlist. Private Breakthrough matches will be available starting on September the 25th four days from now. Bungie also offered a sneak peek at the new maps, which we specifically crafted, excuse me, were specifically crafted. I had nothing to do with it. Uh, With Breakthrough in mind, one of them, Convergence, is a remade Destiny 1 map, very cool, and is already available in the game, albeit exclusively through this week's Iron Banner event playlist. You can check out all four new maps, including the PS4 exclusive Gambler's Ruin plus Convergence below. And so there's your pretty much, uh, you know, screenshots. Looks to be pretty good. I mean, they do very well with map design when it comes to Destiny, considering it is Bungie. They made some very epic, very legendary Halo maps, if I do say so myself. Uh, But overall, cool stuff here. Of course, those that love Destiny 2 have been in love lately because the game has been taken off and really has been loved. And I say loved, like people have been following back in love with Destiny 2. And people have been coming to Destiny 2 for the first time, specifically because it is this month's free game with PlayStation Plus, which is a fantastic little bundle deal, if I do say so myself. Uh, but if you did want to jump in, uh, now is the time. Brand new content coming to PvP. Fantastic if you do play with your friends. Uh, but overall, D2 is doing well, and it's cool to see these free updates coming out for everybody that owns a copy of Destiny 2, not just those that bought Forsaken. Because, man, do I not want to buy Forsaken. So I might jump into this. I have the free D2, so I might give Gambit a shot. I might try out the, uh, what was it called, breakthrough mode if I do want to. If it does strike my fancy tomorrow morning, we'll see what goes on. Uh, so again, we will try it, and we'll see what goes on with D2. But overall, exciting stuff, if I do say so myself. And finally, the final story of the day. We do have a teacher that is arrested for making a girl steal consoles from a mall machine. Again, let me repeat that. A teacher has been arrested for making a girl steal consoles from a mall machine. A Massachusetts man was arrested Wednesday after he was caught sending his daughter into a keymaster machine to steal video game consoles, Union Leader reports. Video ga- uh, excuse me, video evidence from witnesses reveal 34-year-old Anthony Helsinki sure, sitting outside of a game of chance machine, ho- coaxing his daughter on how to maneuver inside of the machine as another child stands nearby. The incident occurred at the mall at Rockingham Park in New Hampshire, so make no mistake... This is literally one of those janky, weird claw machines that has, like, giant Nintendo Switch boxes in it. You're literally putting your child in there and getting them to grab the machine. Insanity. But, 
Forward-thinking good idea, Helsinki's daughter manages to deliver what appeared to be a Nintendo Switch and perhaps a 3DS through the opening slot of the machine to her father. Helsinki can be heard commanding his daughter in the video to turn around and stick your butt right there, and other orders as the young girl tries to navigate the presumably tight confines of the Keymaster arcade machine. The other child exclaims, yes, it worked, as one of the consoles is freed from the machine. Police charged Helsinki, a middle school teacher, with three counts of theft by unauthorized taking, what? Three counts of theft by unauthorized taking? Isn't that just theft? Okay, two counts of criminal trespass and one count of endangering the welfare of a child, according to the union leader. And over superintendent of schools, Shelley Berman, gave a statement regarding Helsinki's employment status. One of our teachers at the Doherty Middle School was involved in an incident in Salem, New Hampshire last week, said Behrman. Andover Public Schools is fully cooperating with authorities. The teacher has been placed on administrative leave pending the outcome of an investigation. Helsinki's court appearance is scheduled for October the 29th in Salem, Massachusetts. All in all... Funny story, however, very dangerous for the child. I will say that, very, very dangerous for the child. Probably shouldn't be doing these things. Maybe it's just me. However, again, I just thought I'd share this story because I like to kind of conclude with something that's a little bit more lighthearted, if you will. Uh, So again, that's just something that happened thought you guys might want to know. But to wrap up the entire show today, of course, going back to the very beginning, you do have Telltale with the reported shutdown coming down the pipe, but 25 employees remain to finish out Minecraft story mode, shockingly, instead of the final season of The Walking Dead. Again, Twitch has been blocked in China for no apparent reason, but I'm sure we will find out more. Netflix is in talks for a brand new Diablo animated series. 2K players are having some trouble with that game. For instance, the unending game of NBA 2K. Black Ops 4 has a one-week exclusivity period for the PlayStation 4, guys. Fortnite Season 6 has been delayed until next Thursday. Destiny 2 has a ton of new content rolling down the pipe, and on top of that, a teacher put a kid in a vending machine to get them a Nintendo Switch, and that is your show for today. Now, I hope you guys have enjoyed the show. If you're watching me on Instagram Live, I appreciate you watching it. I do hope to keep doing this one because I do enjoy this format of the show. If you're watching me on YouTube, I appreciate you being here. And yes, as Veerpal says in the chat, it is absolutely insane uh, that Telltale has laid off 90% of its staff. 225 people. Again, thoughts go out to them. Hope for the best because you never know what could be hidden in this little happening right here. But overall, not a good news piece at all. Never really good to hear somebody gets their job taken away. Uh, But of course, if you are listening on a podcast service, I appreciate you checking out the show. If this is your first time watching, I host this live every single weeknight at 7 p.m., regardless of how thirsty or tired that I am. And I am both right now, if you can't really tell. But I appreciate you guys being here. I will talk to you on Monday for another episode, along with an episode of The Drop, letting you know what games are coming out next week. All in all, looks like it could be the final season of the final episode, or the final episode of the final season of The Walking Dead, because that's it's gone. Not happening anymore. Telltale's history. However, I appreciate you guys watching. Love you very much, and I will talk to you on Monday. Peace.